0: com or go to the link on the writingworship.co website.
1: Welcome to Brave, <laughs> w- <laughs> Brave Worship! Coming to you live from the
0: basement. Hey, we forgot to see what episode it is. Oh,
1: what episode is this? 11?
0: Brave Worship, episode 11 or
1: 12. <laughs> Do Take you know? your pick, Eric. Okay. You're going to have to edit this, and we love you. We had a big week this week, Mary Beth.
0: Yep, we sure did. Tell them what happened a week ago today. So we just moved into our new house, finally, was finished, um, and we did a new build, and I actually have a great story already from the neighborhood Oh, okay. you're going to love. Me? So, yeah.
1: Is it about characters in your neighborhood?
0: It's just a funny kid. Oh,
1: you got a funny I kid in it there? I saved it for
0: you for the podcast. Okay. So, okay, the kids just started school on Friday, right? Yep. So last been Friday, yeah. In school for one week and we moved in the same very same day. <laughs> the truck came we moved in the same day. But um there's this cute little kid that came over and just introduced himself like right when we were moving in, like right away. He's Asher's age, he's nine and just really cute. And so we've been seeing him at the bus stop every morning and finally today there's a whole crowd of kids around and he points at me and he says hey, you're having another baby? And I said, yeah. Or no, I said, how did you know? And I'm very obviously pregnant right now, right? Yes. I said, how did you know? And he goes, well, I've been staring at it for a week. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, this kid is (laughs) pregnant. funny I said, okay so all the parents were laughing oh life. my gosh yeah it was was awesome. his
1: mom at the bus stop no
0: i wish she would have been no. because it was so fun I'm it have would to have been her. the
1: best moment for her oh, she, she would have been is. like oh! she, would have been, she would have been like mortified and it would have been even funnier it would have been even funnier oh but gosh. it was
0: just so cute it's like i'm sure he noticed obviously right but all of a sudden it was his moment to bring it up and so <laughs> <laughs> it's been really funny to see the reaction this time of just kids oh staring at my stomach, like, whoa. <laughs> One little girl in the grocery goes, Mom, the outside. <laughs> and just pointed, the mom pushed her cart away so fast and said nothing. I was like, All right, so here we go. Oh my gosh. I I, it's been a while since I've dealt with this. <laughs> yeah, you forget. Five years.
1: And then you could always shock them all and say,
0: Oh, I'm not expecting. I did that to one
1: guy. (laughs) You did? I did that to Lyle.
0: You I did. Lyle came over to mom and dad's and said, oh, I didn't know you were having a baby. And I was like, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Then I quickly was like, just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Didn't want him to feel too bad. And what did he say? He was just like laughing. I think he he knew I was joking.
1: Hmm. I don't know.
0: (laughs) He did say that a few times. <laughs> That's our dad's like, best friend. Yeah. his, and his famous, famous phrase is... Hmm. I don't know. I hope he <laughs> listens to this. Lyle,
1: we love you. Shout we...
0: out to Lyle right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being this. friends with my dad for so many years, Lyle. For all the hunting trips and fishing. And for making honey now. Yes. That's working out really and good. And for helping our dad with all of his hay and almost having a
0: heart attack (laughs) (laughs) most recently we appreciate you (laughs) absolutely Ah, oh my gosh so I was telling you about this other pregnant thing that happened to me recently yeah (laughs) just about at the school remember I was telling you so we had orientation this week too
1: Uh uh-huh oh yeah we had two different
0: nights of it one night Asher had his and so Chris went and then Couple days later, Emerson had his, and I went to Emerson's. And of course, I get there, and it's like literally right on time, maybe a minute or two late. Yeah. um And I come in, and it's like packed. The whole gym is like everybody's seated mm-hmm. in the bleachers on one side, and then they have a bunch of chairs, and it's like just totally packed. And so I come in again, obviously very pregnant. You're how many weeks now? 30 <laughs> I'm 32. 32? Okay. 32 weeks, but my belly is just like huge, I think. Like, I don't, there's just no mistaking. Yeah. I mean, it's you're tiny, but. To yourself, you're huge. But then huge at the same time. So anyway, I was just noticing how I was standing there for this whole presentation, probably a good half an hour in Mm -hmm. the gym. And I thought it was weird, like no one, until the very end, one lady offered, hey, do you want to sit down? Do you Uh want to squeeze in here? Do you want to take my seat or whatever? And there's guys all around. And I thought, this is weird. Like normally, (laughs) Is that what you really thought? (laughs) Well, I was just thinking... I was prepared to tell somebody, like, no, I'm fine, because I never want to take someone's seat. And I really was fine. You know what I mean? I wasn't having any issues or Were you, or like, being stubborn fine? Or, like, you were really Yeah, fine? well, kind of stubborn fine. Okay. You can only stand in one place so long. Being 32 weeks <laughs> being pregnant. Being this pregnant. So... Yeah. So I just thought it was kind of strange. And I it just, it struck me a little just thinking through the process. And, and I feel like for the most part, I do see a lot of chivalry. We're in the South, right? I know. Yeah, you do still see a lot. Yeah. But I came home and I said, I just mentioned it to Chris. I'm like, isn't this kind of weird? Like, there's all these guys sitting around. No one said like, hey, do you want to sit down? Do you want to sit here? Yeah. Um. And honestly, I've noticed the same thing before, Um. like when we're at Disney World on the tram and stuff like that. And right. you come in and you're like holding a baby or you're, People can tell that you're pregnant or you have kids or whatever, and the guys just do not offer up their seats anymore as Uh much, you know, as
1: much as they did. Now, Mm -mm. I will say when I was pregnant for the first time here, which was 17 years ago, every door was open for me. Like, I mean, it was like rare if someone didn't open a door, even just literally walking in the store or whatever, Mm -hmm. it was rare that that would ever happen hmm. Yeah. So I think you're right. I think it's well.
0: And, uh, and now it's a little bit like different. a lot has changed. Yep, me too, because my first pregnancy would have been like 10 years ago. Yeah. And I do think things have changed even since then. Um, and I, I feel like the mo- majority of people who have said something or who have done stuff like that, like uh-huh. gone out of their way to open the door have been women, other women. Wow. because I like they get it you know yeah
1: they've been there, um probably. and
0: i'm like i'm not somebody who really like requires a lot of that or expects it or whatever i'm usually like no no, no i got it right you know i'm super self-sufficient but You're i just thought it was strange so i just i mentioned it to chris and chris has earned the right to say pretty much anything because he's super supportive of everything i've yes. done in leadership and ministry he's been willing to you know move for my work before he's you know he's always yeah. been very supportive. So he one of the things he said was he said, Yeah, I understand, you know, that no one offered you a seat, but that's kind of what women have asked for. Hmm. And it was like, whoa, like it kinda like struck me because I drop feel the like mic, drop the mic. Drop the bass. <laughs> um I I don't know. I feel like that it exactly explains Me and how I'm wrapped up. Like we grew up pretty traditionally, right? Uh We did. But also, we grew up with parents who really pushed us to chase opportunity and to live our dreams and to pursue our interests and our um, yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Our talents, you know, Uh who we are as a person, even if that meant moving, you know, right or whatever that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I that's like my whole thing that I've been thinking through is like I really like if I'm being really honest. I would love for people to offer to open the door for me when I'm giant and pregnant or to let me sit down. I'd love for them to offer that. Doesn't mean I would always take them up on it, but I'd love for them to offer it. But at the same time, I want, i want, um, you know, a seat at the table in a leadership group. I want an opportunity to advance. You know, I want to right. like all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that's a little bit of a conundrum. <laughs>
1: Oh, conundrum, she says. <laughs> conundrum, like she's about to play a new game right now. She's pulling ah! a box out. Whoop.
0: Conundrum, everybody.
1: Here we go. Conundrum. What a crazy word. So I Yeah, what do you is, think about that? I think um I think it's interesting. I think yeah, I think you're right. I think as the as the view kind of culturally shifts um because women have asked for equality, basically. Um then, yeah, that's, I mean, that comes with the package in some weird way. Um, I don't know. It's, it's kind of confusing times because I do believe, you know, I've been reading this book by Lisa Bevere and it's really changed a Mm. lot of my perspective. And you and I've had interesting recent conversations just about women's role in the church and, um, just women's role in general versus males. And, um, And I think in her book, um, I've learned more than any other place. But one of the things, and it's called, uh, what's it called? Lioness Arising, Lisa Bevere. So one of the things she talks about is like in the lion kingdom or whatever you call it. (laughs) I don't remember what it's called. (laughs) Um, That the males have a very clearly different role than the females. Wait, is it
0: the circle of life?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay, it's sorry. Lion King though. <laughs> oh yes,
0: Lion King. But um,
1: <laughs> but the males have a very separate role than the females. But they both know that they can't live without each other, hmm. and they don't even try to step into each other's roles. Having said that, though, do am I? Does that mean, you know, I I believe women and men have different roles too. Like I still believe, like women are in general more nurturing. Um, and things like that. And in general men are, um, they carry different strengths and I can't even, now I'm saying that and I'm trying to think of what they all are, you know, and that's, Mm -hmm. that gets to be kind of the really complicated part because you can't put anybody into a box and, and nobody wants to hear generalizations at all anymore. Um, but at the same time, I think what you were saying earlier, um, about, and and you might want to mention that now about just how um, God created us for specific purposes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I do believe it's a beautiful thing to have roles. I think that's, there's something really pretty about that and just like traditional and, and we grew up with that. Um, but yet at the same time, neither do I think that that should take away opportunities from either gender, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, neither do I. Don't think think there's
0: these general kind of roles or these gift sets that most women or most men have, but that doesn't mean that it always has to fit together that way. Yeah, and I know we've seen that. Like you were saying, we grew up super traditional. Yeah, like in in every way, for for the most part, mom was home with the kids a lot of the years. She Mm -hmm. did a lot of the cooking and just a lot. Very, they were pretty traditional in their roles, Um, but I I don't necessarily think that they stifled us. At all, or put us in a box or said that we had to play the exact same role. I never you know? got
1: the message that I would always need to be a stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. for instance. Never got that message.
0: No, I definitely didn't either. And no. I, when I look at even both of our lives now... Um, they have been somewhat non-traditional in our roles with our spouses. Right. You know, and there are some things that are, that have been very traditional. Right. But I know like for Chris and I, there were a, a period of about, there was a, about two years where he was home with the kids. Right. And I was traveling and working my business and traveling for worship. Uh-huh. And his primary thing he was doing was keeping the kids, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and we went it. through
1: a similar, you know, season. Mm-hmm. I mean, where, um, doTERRA was our main kind of thing and and I was out doing all the classes and all that for almost at least a year's worth of time and you know that's still honestly it's still a big part of our income today but um but yeah it took Eric being home with the kids in order for us to hit that goal you know because you
0: got to make it work you know, yeah, yeah.
1: And, and there's it's... a
0: lot of people like that. That maybe the, the woman is the one who makes more money, mm-hmm. you know, in a season or forever. And you just throw it together and you make it work. I think in any marriage, whatever your gift sets are, you just
1: and different seasons might look different, mm-hmm. and that's how it's always been for us, always. And I think, you know, one thing that we talked about before was, um, just the roles of women in church versus the roles of men. And that may be a whole nother um, topic of conversation, but culturally the church is affected. Mm -hmm. It is affected. And, you know, there are still churches that don't believe women should be in leadership
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um, because of the way that they're interpreting the Bible, which is, you know, not necessarily looking at context, reading it as a black and white, you know, script and, mm-hmm. and going with exactly what it says. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I was thinking, um, I, I told you, I was thinking about Deborah in the Bible mm-hmm. earlier and I just brought back to my memory. Mm-hmm. Um, when my, Michael, um, talked about, was it at girls, girls right out? Uh-huh. Okay. That Michael Farron came in and he touched on that. Um, just, and he was talking about women in leadership and in ministry in general. And, um, one of the things that I was thinking about and, um, I'll tell you kind of, why I thought of him after this was, you know, Deborah, for example, just a great leader in the Bible. There were men who were just waiting, um, you know, on her command to go into battle and they wouldn't go in unless she went, you know, and just Mm -hmm. this strong leader. And I was thinking about it and thinking, you know, for so many years, I feel like I thought, well, well, when a man doesn't step up, this, I guess this is how we grew up. When a man doesn't step up, then sometimes God will call a woman in as like the backup. <laughs> the backup person, <laughs> you know? And the yeah. more that I thought about it, the more that I thought, the more I thought God called Deborah into that role because of her unique gift set, yeah, not because he, he had asked somebody, somebody else, else. And, and there are times I know that there are mm-hmm. times when God calls somebody and that person says no and he might use somebody else so mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's not possible right. I'm just saying it's not necessarily a blanket statement across the board mm-hmm. that okay women you are so secondary that you will not be used unless there is absolutely mm. nobody left <laughs> that could take this role you know wow. but instead she stepped into her gift set as a leader what God had prepared her her whole life to do which was lead these people, you wow. know, yeah, and maybe a, a, an uphill battle because I don't really know exactly what the role of women was mm-hmm. at that time, but you know, maybe just I mean the fact that we're talking about her today says that it probably wasn't as easy as it it may have been at the time for her yeah. to have been a man to walk into that space, mm-hmm. you know, um, Well,
1: and one of the things that Lisa said in her book, which I thought was so interesting, a couple of things. One is she gets letters all the time from women that are basically saying, Tell me again why I have value as a daughter of God. Mm. Tell me again why I have value, and um, and she also says that it's sad that in our culture sometimes the church is the last one to allow women to lead, and they can go anywhere else, you know, culturally and lead without a problem. in In the current climate of our culture, pretty much, but sometimes the church is the last place where they're
0: allowed to lead. Mm. That's really sobering. Isn't it? Um, One of the things that that Michael said and he came and talked, and we may have mentioned this before, but I wrote this quote down from him and it says, every woman will have to make a choice between asking for equality or authority. Do you remember Mm -hmm. that? Yes. And that stuck out to me so much because I feel like I'm so passionate about people using their gifts and being Mm -hmm. able to lead, you know? Yeah. Um, And especially women, as I've seen the struggle that some people have faced. And just to think... That, you know, man, we are really dumbing it down if we're asking for equality. Yeah. Because we are different. Yeah, We do play different roles. Yes. But that does not mean that whoever's listening to this, that your wiring, that your gift set, that mm-hmm. your gender, that your color, your background, whatever, does not qualify you for what God has you for. Yeah, Instead, it's the opposite.
1: And neither would it ever, should it ever disqualify you. Yeah. You know, gender.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, this was another couple quotes from Michael, but he said equality and fairness has never changed a nation, and I just think that that's so cool. He was talking about um Deborah in Judges four, five, and six. If anybody wants to go back and mm-hmm. and read through it, and then finally the verse Second Corinthians ten says, "Let us step into your authority that striving would cease." You know, mm. and I think that's exactly it. I don't think you know, we as women should be fighting for a leadership position. I don't think that we try to steal those kinds of positions and we make a big deal about it. I think when you are a leader Uh in your realm and what God has given you, Mm -hmm. then people start to recognize that. And God sees your faithfulness and he will expand your territory, you Mm -hmm. know?
1: And and another thing is the definition of a leader is someone that has followers. Mm -hmm. So it technically... You may not be, you know, on the roster as a leader. But if you have people that you are mentoring or taking care of, and then God is using you to lead.
0: Mm-hmm. So true. Way. There's this book um, called Three Kings. Have you read that? Uh-uh. Okay. It's called, I think, Just Three Kings. But I read it years ago when I was brand new in ministry. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so cool because it just talks about... um just the role of a leader and how God ordains a leader. And mm. so respecting the leaders that have been put over you, but also being patient and waiting for those moments when God ordains you as a leader, mm-hmm. you know, and it specifically looks at Saul and David wow. kind of as a good leader versus a bad leader mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, but just a great book. It's a short read. It's not very long, but it just, it kind of reminds me of that, that whole principle that yeah. I think God does give leadership positions. Yeah. You know, and Yeah,
1: ultimately it's his, his choice.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so, I don't know. I fe- I think I find some comfort in that because mm-hmm. um, there doesn't always have to be a striving, right. you know, for certain positions or for not being there yet or not being happy yet or not feeling like you'll ever hold a certain role because of any, mm-hmm. any limitation you feel like you have. You yeah. know, specifically, obviously, we're talking about gender today, but mm-hmm. um, I think the reality is just... God can do it in a second. You know, he can do it in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah, he can take what would normally take you years of striving. And he can bring, you know, he can bring something to life, like you said, in a moment.
0: Yeah. How how does that apply? Because that kind of reminds me of your journey a little bit yeah. as a songwriter. Like, what did that look like for you?
1: Well, I mean, as far as the striving part. It's challenging because here in this town, I mean, you basically, if you want to sing on a worship team in a church anywhere, um, there's almost this required elbowing your way in Hmm. kind of a thing. You almost have to fight your way through the industry to get your songs heard or to get a, a meeting to get your songs heard. There's so, there's such a saturation here. Um, and then there's a real protection. So, You know, the people that are in those circles don't want to necessarily share that with anybody else that's new coming in. And so it's this whole weird dynamic. And I was here for years and literally I was just writing by myself in my living room for the first 15 years I was here. And one of those songs that I just wrote out of pure worship happened to take flight and the Lord chose that song. I don't even know because there were other songs I wrote that I felt like were just as good, but no one has ever heard them. Mm. But that one song for no particular reason that I can ever figure out, um, it just busted down doors and it just made a way where there was no way. And now the Lord's given me opportunities through that one song to write lots and lots of other songs and to have lots of meetings and to have lots of, you know, I don't know. He made a place for me through one song um, that I didn't make for myself. There's no way I could have done that. It was him. And now I can say that. Now mm-hmm. I can say there's nothing I could have done to to do, you know, to be to, for these doors to open up. There's no way unless the spirit of the Lord breathes on a song and brings it to life. And then that's what he used to crush down doors.
0: That's crazy. That was it. Especially because you think, you know. You went through all the channels that people tell you to go to. Yeah. You know, and all that stuff. And you had the gift was clear and so many things. And you guys had great connections. And you're exactly right. It was like when God decided the time was right. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is like you had already kind of raised your babies for the most part. Yeah. I mean, Annie was still little. Annie was, but... um,
1: yeah, Annie was in utero when I wrote that song. So,
0: <laughs> in utero.
1: In utero.
0: This is just this to should get be back be to pregnancy. In utero. That should Let's be the title <laughs> of this.
1: <laughs> yes, because women are all of utero. Maybe we should call
0: it of utero. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hashtag oh, in utero. Okay. That sounds like a good name. Yeah, but I think that's really cool too, that God just, you know. Yeah. It's his it's his timing. It's his and choice.
1: I, I and I decided it wasn't for me to give up my time with my raising my boys. Mm -hmm. I had raised them both all the way to, I think Caden was in first grade. Maybe Alex was in third grade and then I was pregnant and, but I didn't, I wasn't sacrificing time with my family in order to still keep writing. You know what I mean? Um, and I never felt like I was called to do that. So It was just interesting because I did the same thing for a long, long time, 15 years before I saw any breakthrough.
0: Well, and if you look at your life too, it's again, that mingling of some roles that you played that Mm -hmm. were sometimes traditional, right? Yeah, right. Being home, you're home with the kids a lot. Mm
1: -hmm. But at the
0: same time, God was honing your gift that whole time. You know what I'm saying? It was like preparing you for How, I mean, how many years had you written 30 years almost probably since you were five five years old, Mm -hmm. like preparing you for, I mean, and I, I see that as leadership because your songs, specifically your great name, but there's others Mm -hmm. now too that are being sung by so many more people probably than had you like forced something to happen sooner and the impact wasn't what God had intended. You know what I'm saying? Like he was able to just blow it up and. It's or cool.
1: force myself to be the one to sing it. Yeah. That's the other thing. Because I could have tried to force that, you know? Yeah. But if sometimes if you let God do it, he does it in a better way. So because I didn't force that, then I got to still stay home with my kids, my daughter. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So it's interesting. It's all these little tiny pieces and little tiny decisions and little yeses, you know, little mm-hmm. tiny yeses, or, or even little tiny no's that add up to something greater if you follow what God's telling you.
0: I think it's true.
1: So he's the greatest leader of all of us, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can say that women are leaders, but truly, if women are leading, they are following the Lord at the same time. Mm-hmm. So well, men or women, we're, that force, we're both, you know? no men and women both are following even when they're leading so
0: yeah i just it makes me think that like you were obedient all those years writing to continue to write you know and mm-hmm. same thing i think is true of people who are who are in worship that are listening like if if you can't worship without a stage yes <laughs> if you can't write without so a good. deal you know yes um then then you're missing out on something. I think you have to be able to do those things. I think that the titles will come. I think the you know, notoriety and stuff may come. But uh-huh. regardless of whether it does or it doesn't, will yeah. really you walk in the role that God has for you, you know?
1: Yeah. And just be obedient where he has you. Yeah. Right where he has you, not pressing in for some th- something else. Mm-hmm. Or thinking it's not great enough.
0: Yeah, but at the same time persevering, you know, like yes. the fact that you didn't, you could have quit writing a long time ago.
1: I mean, I am old now. <laughs> a long time I mean,
0: ago. years ago, back when some of you were in utero. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's true. That is true. I'm sorry, but that's oh. true. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, well, yeah, we are, th- if this is something that speaks to you, let us know because we are choosing our topics for our conference. Mm -hmm. So if you want to hear more about this, let us know. We'll be happy to talk more about uterus things.
0: (laughs) As long as you guys want. (laughs) We can talk about it all day long. Well,
1: and you will have just given birth when we do our conference, so it's (laughs) even better timing. Oh, this
0: could get crazy here. Yeah, it's a little crazy. Real crazy. At least it's all girls. Yep. So if you're a boy
1: listening, it's your own fault.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But we're glad you're here. Yes. (laughs) You're welcome. Oh Oh, my my goodness. Well, I think. Gosh, that's the biggest thing that stands out to me after we just chatted today is just functioning within your role, not being afraid of what God calls you to. Mm -hmm. You know, I know we've talked to some girls that are scared when their pastor asks them to lead out on a song to be the leader of that song, right? all the way on up to people who are really fighting for that equality thing, you know, that we talked about. Yeah, So there's a huge gamut, but I think just... Asking the Lord, like, what is my role? Where would you have me serve right now? Right. Is it in my living room writing? Yes, is it, it in, could be in your living room. Is it at my piano worshiping alone when no one else is around? Where right. is my role? Um, and just stepping up to that and not being afraid, if that's a huge leadership role that he's calling you to, and not being afraid of that waiting period either. You know? Right.
1: Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's like what Paul said, being content in all situations. Mm-hmm. Learning that contentment, because if you can learn to be content in the hard times, he's always going to give you great times after that.
0: Which is about the hardest thing in the entire world to do, but it is so hard. <laughs> oh. I will admit, I'm bad at that. Yeah, it's not easy, but I think that's what we have to go for. You know, and, yeah. In that daily reminder of that, just
1: so if you're in a hard place today, we are we are cheering you on for sure. And we've been there too. Yep. But hold on, sister. It's about to get great right around the corner. (laughs) That's
0: exactly right. Yes. Well, make sure you guys uh, hop on braveworship.com and you can get a free song download there. Just uh, throw your email in there and the email, uh, you will only get emails from us, basically letting you know when a new podcast comes out or information about the conference, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, also, braveworship dot com forward slash conference. You can go ahead and register. Um, November eleventh and twelfth.
1: Yeah, and we would encourage you to do that. This, you know, sooner than later because um, it just we're going to have
0: limited seating. Yep. Eventually. Absolutely. Are we allowed to? I think we can give the promo code. Oh, we can. I think so. If we can't, no one tell Eric. We're going to be in trouble. <laughs> so just now, just for our listeners, just for our listeners Don't from tell. now until August 20th, you can get 15% off mm-hmm. by doing the promo code Brave
1: fifteen is it all caps? Brave? I believe
0: it's all caps. All okay. caps. Brave fifteen from now until August twentieth, and that will get you a discount um, on your ticket to be at Brave Worship Conference. So
1: come on, we want to meet all you guys absolutely, and it's it's you know minimal cost really for yes. a great weekend. Absolutely,
0: so. we're just basically covering our costs and yeah. able to have a good facility, and there's just going to be a lot of awesome stuff that that we're going to be experiencing together and um, together in utero <laughs> um just i feel like we should mention too. just girls right out yeah continues to happen first monday right yes 7 p.m we've been meeting at gateway church in franklin yes um, and we have been having people from out of state every week yeah. that i can remember
1: chattanooga we had atlanta alabama how
0: about wyoming last Wyoming time? last week
1: yeah, yeah. anywhere so, else so
0: We had a lot. We've had people come in from Uh, all over the place. Yeah, Ohio. Um, So don't be afraid to join us, you guys. It's such a good connection, I think. Yeah. Just to people show up and they're like, oh my gosh, you guys are out here. I'm not the only one. Right. And it's just, there's nothing like being in person. It's just
1: a great community Mm -hmm. resource. And um, I want to say, too, that for September, we're meeting on the 12th. Because right. the fifth is Labor Day. So okay. usually we do first Monday. Wait, of Labor
0: Day or uter- in utero day?
1: Oh, hopefully <laughs> you're not in labor that day. I hope I am. <laughs> we'll find out. That would be ironic, <laughs> that wouldn't would be it? Very
0: ironic. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. But join us and reach out to us on the Facebook uh, page if you want to. And if you have questions about you know how to get there or, or whatever we want to make sure we add you to the girls right out Facebook page. Uh-huh. Um, if you're coming to us from the uh, brave worship Facebook page, you can reach us there too, but just reach out. We want to get you connected with other people um, and just kind of find out who you are, you know, and
1: build, build a community for you. I mean, that's what we're really doing. That's what we want to do is make sure that you meet others that are in a similar situation as you and, and, Just know you're supported because it can be a lonely thing sometimes as a woman in the world that we're in. Mm -hmm. So, um, but you're not alone. There's many people that, that can be loving and cheering you on.
0: So. Absolutely. So connect with us, us, you guys. Grab your conference ticket, braveworship.com forward slash conference and promo code secret promo code (laughs) caps, brave 15 and hop Just on for our listeners that's right Shh, it's our secret <laughs> <laughs> all right He's you out. guys have a great week we'll talk to you soon can't wait to see you soon
1: yes we can't wait bye guys bye
2: The times I've grown most as a songwriter are the times I've had mentors showing me the way. If you're looking to grow as a songwriter, we're now accepting applications for our Worship Songwriter Mentorship. Now it's available only a few times each year. The Worship Songwriter Mentorship is a songwriting intensive that will help you craft impactful worship songs. It's a course created by Dove Award winning and Grammy nominated, uh, drum roll here please, <laughs> our founder, pro songwriter Chrissy Nordoff. It's a small group community, and it's led by other songwriters over the course of nine weeks. It's an intensive course and a small group co-writing environment, and that means you'll be added to a special group of about 12 writers, give or take. Each group is led by experienced songwriters, some of them my dear, dear friends, and I've even gotten to lead a group or two. Rachel here, by the way. We love the church, and we love to champion fellow worship songwriters just like yourself. In this mentorship, you'll learn how to write songs for you and your congregation, you'll go deeper in your intimacy with Jesus, you'll get the tools needed to help craft songs more easily and never run out of creative ideas. Okay, I know it sounds too good to be true, but trust me, this course is a game changer. You'll learn how to leverage your unique songwriting personality and connect with other like-minded writers in a meaningful way. Truly, I can't think of another course, group of people, community that has impacted my songwriting the way that this mentorship has. If you're wanting to take the next steps in your songwriting journey, then apply now at the link in our show notes. We hope to see you there.